0: Hey, everybody, and welcome into the Real Estate Minute Show. Do you ever want to buy a plot of land and build a house? That could be fun. A lot of people are buying land. We've done a lot of land deals before in the past. Um, Even more so during the pandemic, people are looking to move out of areas and such. And they still are. Um, And they go buy a plot of land somewhere uh, because they can't necessarily find in that, you know, this low inventory market can not necessarily find the house that you want. So a lot of people are getting a little frustrated with not being able to find what they want so they go build what they want. So I'm going to talk about just like four or five things, just real brief, four or five things to consider before you think you want to start building. Welcome back in. So we're just going to go over a few things really quickly. Uh, last week we talked about uh, my septic tank and my propane tank, and that was fun, I'm sure. So you can go back to episode I think it was 117 and um, check that out. Uh, but in line with that, let's say you want to build your own house. So you find a plot of land looks great. Okay. And we, we would do this all the time. We would go out and show people land and, uh, they're looking for a couple acres and they want to build a 5,000 foot house and they want to build another outbuilding with 3000 square feet with a studio and all this kind of stuff. They have a lot of things that they want to do with the property. Number one, what do you want to do with the property? What's your dream use for the property? In line with that, you got to figure out if the zoning is correct for it. You can't just go and say, I want to build the building now. That sounds great. I want to put it right on top of the perch up on this little hill on the property. It's going to be gorgeous. I love it. What can I do with the property by law? What is the zoning? How big of a home is allowed to be put on the property, which takes into account a lot of fire setbacks. If you're in fire zones, if you're not, if you're on a hillside gradients, water runoff, all kinds of things go into this. You can't just say it looks pretty flat. I think I could build my house there. That's not the way it works. So you got to check the zoning and my planned use for it to determine if I can actually do what I want to do on it. And it's not just because it looks easy. It's because of what's allowed. Okay, And then it's kind of like, number two is, where can I build on this lot? And I just touched on this a second ago, and that is you might have a really flat lot. Okay, It might be really nice, maybe a little hill in the back or something like that. It looks beautiful. You think you could just plop the house right in the middle of it. Could be. But sometimes you can't. So when you hire an architect or somebody to help you initially, which I always recommend when you're looking at land, hire an architect or a consultant to help go to the city and figure out at a minimum what you can build. Because sometimes on this lot, even though it's flat, there's essentially a circle of buildable area that the cities and counties have determined we're going to let you build here. And it's because of certain things like water runoff, utilities under the property, all kinds of other things, maybe from way back in the 20s and 30s but they still exist. And can you move that buildable area around the lot to an area that is accepting to you or not? Because you don't want to buy something, think it's pretty and you can build in the middle when in fact you have to build the house right up on the on the curb. Okay, all of a sudden you're going to be really upset. and You're going to start selling the property off for cheap just to get out. So that's the second thing. One is the zoning and planned use. The second is where on my lot? Can I build it? The third to consider, which a lot of people think it's really fun to live kind of way up in the hills somewhere in California. That would be like Mulholland way up in the hills between Agora and Malibu and that kind of area um we also have a house in in Raleigh North Carolina which we talked about over the last month and we're kind of out in the country a little bit more so you think about like how far are the amenities you know if you have kids how far is the school from here I mean you're you if you're used to living in the cities city centers or within like a 10 mile radius around it no problem right you pick up two minutes here at a Starbucks you can walk to the market you get not when you're out a little bit. so if you buy a plot of land it usually is out a little bit further because a lot of land's been developed depending on where you're at and you're going to be a little further from amenity so you want to think about that how long you want to say hey to go to the market it's going to take me 20 minutes to drive to the market and then 20 minutes to drive back something to think about uh, the fourth thing and then I'm not going to get into I'm not going to get into the actual development of the land this is a whole thing of hiring geo you know, um, geological guys and environmental guys and civil engineers and surveyors. Totally different topic. I don't want to get into that. But right now, it's also going in line with the utilities, which is what we talked about last week on the show about septic, electric, gas, water. If you further you go out, the less apt you are to have public utilities. Okay. However, in different areas like Los Angeles, for instance, you could be way up in the hills and all of a sudden it's still serviced by public utilities because it's much more planned, older communities. In other areas, like I found, like in Raleigh, which I've talked about on the show here, a lot of areas, even around downtown Raleigh, are uh, are not on public utilities for the most part. So like myself, we're on, like I mentioned last week, we're on well water. So you have to determine in your property what utilities are close by, what can be stubbed to the property. Um, and you should probably be prepared if you're further out and you have a nice private plot of land that you're probably not going to be on public gas. You're probably going to have propane. Uh, You're probably going to have a septic system or some other sort of like, you know, on-site sewer system, not public uh, system. You're going to probably dig for well water. So there's a cost of doing that, which can be tens of thousands of dollars to do this stuff, to dig dig down the well. You have to hire a geologist to go figure out how deep the water table is and all that stuff. Uh, And the last one is power. How do I get power out there? Uh, Power is a little different. Um, A lot of times power needs to be stubbed because it's hard to get power from solar and wind turbines essentially to power your operations, but they have a lot of battery backup stuff now, which can help with that. That's a little bit more dicey. So be prepared for that. So the four things we went over, very simple stuff. The zoning and your planned use for the property, make sure it works and hire somebody before you put non refundable money up. Uh the second is where can you build on the lot? Make sure it's the proper port you know part of the lot that you want to build at. Is it close to amenities, schools, shopping? Are you okay being thirty minutes away, twenty minutes away? I am. I'm about 15 minutes away from the market. It takes me a half an hour to go there and come back, another half an hour to shop. I know it's an hour and a half deal if I have to go, and I combine it with other errands, you know. And the last one is all the utility stuff we talked about. So the, just a four, kind of a four-banger, quick little uh, study on whether you want to buy land. Land's fun. can be a lot of fun, but you got to have a couple extra line, uh, stomach linings for it um, to get through the development and the costs and things like that. But it is fun, and you get exactly what you want usually. All right, see you next week on the show. Take care of yourself.